Isn't she lovely? You know? Isn't she wonderful? You know, I think I think yes, is she is. Stevie. She is. Stevie, she is. Um I was listening to Stevie Wonder is such a good uh springtime full album to listen to. Oh yeah. So much joy in that man's voice. That is so true. Um, even though you claim that he's lying about being blind. <laughs> you and Hot Chip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget what they say. Don't they have a, they have a line about Stevie Wonder? I think they do. It's just funny that you even... <laughs> think of Hot Chip ever? Yes. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I hung out with that guy after I, hours. I, almost certainly you did. I mean, that's like the most... Of any band to be like, I feel like I hung out with one of them. That's the most. No, yeah, I think it was. I was like, is it LCD Sound System or that guy? And I think it's that guy. Well, I mean, LCD... definitely it's both, but but Hot Chip specifically, the Hot Chip guy. I was like, fuck. And I was in charge of music. I was all freaked out. Different times. Different, different times. Who fucking cares? Literally, who fucking cares? I did at one time <laughs> oh in my, my life. God. No, I mean, one time the boys of Paddington came into my restaurant and I was like, it's Paddington. Everyone was like, Kelly, you need to shut the fuck <laughs> Just take his fucking order. Which um, I did. You did. And you did it well. Um, hi, everyone. This is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service industry podcast. It sure it has is. it has been for quite some time. Uh, I know. I was thinking about that. That um, next month is our three year. It's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I think like everybody else always jokes. Oh, I'm not turning at this age. We get one extra year from the pandemic. I would say the same thing about this podcast. We're not turning three. We're turning two again. Yeah, we're aging in <laughs> reverse. <laughs> I mean, the last year of this podcast is like a true patchwork quilt of uh, God knows what. Yeah, this is like the codex to The Handmaid's Tale, okay? You know, when they're at the end, when what? they're like, well, do, do, do. Uh, did you ever read The Handmaid's Tale? Sure, I did, I did not, no. <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry no, it's okay. It. Our <laughs> list, I'm sure some of our listeners have. <sighs> um, <laughs> it, it was before it was ever on Hulu. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, you weren't referencing the show, that's different. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> um, Kelly, what's going on with you? How are you? I'm doing well, you know, preparing for my, uh, ascent back onto the Big Apple. We're so ready for it. Um, I'm very ready for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, Lillian and I were texting about this, but I, it, during the p- course of the pandemic, lost and then gained the same exact 20 pounds and so now i'm like is this am i am i invested in losing this again or am i just do i just accept my life you know it's hard to say i think that that is quite an exaggeration in my opinion um that you you've not that's not true it it literally is true (laughs) All right. Well, you've also been upstate during the winter time, so 
you know, it's that's human, that's animal nature, primal. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like the bears. You are like living in the wilderness, and you to survive, you have to. Yeah. So that's been interesting. I started taking Metamucil. Why? Why? First step. First step. Colon cleanse. Oh, get everything oh, out. Right. Get all the junk yeah. out. That's a good idea. Thank you. Uh, hot lemon water. Yeah. I just, anything that's kind of sitting around in there, I want it out. Kombucha. Kombucha. All ACV. that. ACV. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. A healthy, a healthy tablespoon a day. Yep. Or something. That's got to be not great for your teeth, though. Watch out for the enamel, folks. If you're drinking hot lemon water and apple cider vinegar, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to, like, with a straw, mate. Just do it with a straw. You got to just throat it. You got to, you got to, don't let it touch your teeth, okay? Okay. Ladies? (laughs) Um, So true. Uh, How are you, Lillian? I am doing okay, Kelly. Thanks for asking. Um... We were, say- we were saying earlier, we're like, do we have any, you know, obviously we used to have service stories. We no longer do. Um, but I had, anytime I have sort of a service style experience, it makes me think of the bygone days, the days of yore. Um, <clears throat> like when that woman at the post office called that guy a bitch. Kind of a similar vibe. Um, but I um, donated blood. You're welcome, New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a hero. I'm a hero. No, I get these emails like three times a week from the New York Blood Center or something. It's like, there are people dying because you are not here. To We are in a crisis. Like, like it sounds so urgent. And I was like, finally, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming right now. Universal donor on the way. Um, and I've been there a few times. And the people who work there are so comically insanely mean like to the point where it's like (laughs) it is funny because they're so overtly rude and obviously it just means like their jobs are terrible it's not like they're mean people like they just obviously are have a horrible boss or something so I have sympathy but it is so funny to be really mean to people who are donating blood it's like (laughs) yeah just like (laughs) It's like you've been begging me for months, and then when I get here, you, like, are so pissed at, like, the way I took my jacket off and the way I got into the seat to donate blood. Like, it's you're so mad at me. Um, But one funny thing that happened was I was, like, uh, I went to get, you know, my screening thing, whatever, and the woman was, like, looked at me, and she was, like, all right, we're going to have to weigh you. And I was, like, oh, my God, you think I might not be – you think I look – so thin i might not be able to donate blood like thank you so much thank you oh my god no i'm like not i like i know i'm not i swear i swear i swear um which actually is so crazy because the weight is weird like you know you you remember those girls in high school that were like sorry i actually can't do the blood drive and you're like why well there's a weight it's kind of a weight minimum and Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Anyways, got, you know, that kind of fulfilled. I, I'm me, so happy for you. Which was, which was great. Um, but no, they're so mean. I'm never going back there because um, it's so deeply unpleasant. Right. Um, and I also heard <laughs> while I was giving blood, this other donor came up and was like, 
um, you know, everyone's muffled. Every, no one can hear right. anything. It's kind of hectic. And the person, who, the, one of the nurses, was so fucking rude to her. Was like, okay, I, okay, what, what are you donating? I can't hear. Like yelling at her. And she sat down and then he goes up to the other nurse and was like, and then I said, like, what are you donating? Like, (laughs) like a literal restaurant where you're like in this fucking and like the guest can clearly is right there and can hear you everything you're saying. You know what I mean? It's so funny. That is so funny. Like replaying a mocking thing you said to somebody who wasn't doing anything rude or wrong whatsoever at a blood center. I was like, can you guys just like go behind the curtain maybe or something? Like what is going Text on? Text each other. Like what's going on? You are so clearly unmoved by anything that's happening. You you put the needle in real rough in my arm. Did not check to see if that was okay. I was like, chill. Have a fucking Oreo. You know what I mean? Oh my God. That is so funny. <sighs> Anyways, they're like, are you going to faint? Um, you know. Um, <laughs> are you going to faint? You little faint? skinny bitch. <laughs> Anyways, it won't be going back there. Red Cross. Let's check that out. See what they're like. Wow. I'm yeah. um, delighted by that story. Yeah, it did make me, it honestly made me miss restaurant interactions. Because I was like, that was once me. That was once me being so confrontational because I was so unhappy you yeah know? and then telling you about it and you're like yeah man that sucks <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's so rude yeah totally totally <laughs> anyways like, I no I, I was good at my job any future employers uh I was good at my job and nice to everybody mm? Mm? <clears throat> No, this podcast has ruined all future opportunities for us. So, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, no, I mean, I'm I am going back to work at my old bar that I worked at over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the boss there is such a sweetheart. And obviously, this summer we released some, you know, rather controversial episodes. Mm. And I was like, as I was working there, I was like. God, I really hope Sage doesn't uh, listen to this podcast, doesn't just suddenly have a random curiosity about, yeah. you know, his dear mm-hmm. employee. But I don't think he has, or he's at least had the decency not to mention it. I mean, I think it's a pretty good rule of thumb to not listen to anything your employees do outside of work. Oh, I think it's a great rule. Yeah. <laughs> but you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that... Yeah, and that's why we need unions, Lillian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's eight hours for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this podcast? <laughs> this podcast. Write that into the union rules. Uh, um, I'm like, yeah. I would actually love um, kind of like six hours for work, eight hours for rest, eight hours for me, um, at least two hours of talking <laughs> shit on this podcast a day. I mean, when I had an interview for my last job, my the manager was like so i listened to your podcast and i was like i'm not getting the job i'm not getting <laughs> like, the job awesome. i'm not getting the job um but uh i did get the job and uh i did so let that be kind of a lesson to all of you um <laughs> i mean that was before no i guess we talked shit but just not in the same way it was different the pandemic changed everything you know it sure did uh everybody was cutting loose and letting it letting it rip you know letting it fly baby mm-hmm. and then it all hang out 
So that was fun. I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> it because our futures are ruined for your entertainment. Okay, so I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, we made our beds, and they're so cozy. And they're cozy. We have no regrets. <laughs> we have no regrets. Oh, God. Anyways, um, well, we asked you all um because we just couldn't find anything that we wanted to talk about this week. yeah it was like sending back and forth articles like that could be something this is Mm. interesting but sort of not um yeah so i think maybe it'd be a fun thing for every once in a while we just do hey what do you or maybe just listener questions or whatever you guys want to hear because we like to do things that you want to hear about um So we picked one from uh, our Instagram uh, poll and somebody said, hey, what were your first jobs, first restaurant jobs like? Tell us about Mm -hmm. them. And so we will, beginning now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Kelly, what was your, well, you had, you had um, like, not retail, but like food counter service stuff. Before you well, like a my very job. first job was at Panera Bread. Mm. Yeah. So the Panera Bread in Wilmette, Illinois. Okay. Um, and I was obviously horrible at it. Um, <laughs> well, you just have to like reheat. You have to like <laughs> de- defrost like chowder or something. Yeah. Do. Yeah, that's correct. Um, this is a time in my life when I was still smoking, probably, I don't even know, an eighth of marijuana every few days. What? I don't even know. That's a lot. Yeah, I smoked a lot of pot. I mean, just because I would wake up, do a bowl, you know what I mean? You as a stoner, I cannot picture that. It was not cool. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't cool. I feel like you would be such a, it's like just not your personality. No, it's, um, it wasn't. Um, all of my <laughs> t-shirts at that time had like animals on them. You know what I mean? Like, like a, like an ironic wolf shirt. Yeah. A lot of those. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. I mean, um, it was a time. It was the time. Um, I had like, yeah, side sweat bangs. Um, but yeah, wait, what year is this? I can probably guess, but just tell me. This was probably from, yeah, probably like 2007, 2008 to 2010, I would say. I fucking knew it. Side sweat bangs, wolf shirt, I got you. I can pinpoint it. I lived it. Yeah. Go ahead, though. Um, So I was obviously, like, very bad at that job and then quit with no notice. Um, Yeah, I mean, as one should. Stop showing up one day. Goodbye, yeah. Not even like, oh, I quit. Like, I quit. Like, just stop showing up one day. Yeah. Yeah. and then one time my dad went to a different Panera just randomly, like, to get, like, a quick lunch and saw my manager. And he was like, what happened to Kelly? My Your manager dad, said that? Yeah. <laughs> and my dad was like, she's an idiot. I don't know what to say. <laughs> what do you want from me? She's an idiot. That's um, like, yeah. But, um, what did I learn from it? Asks no one. Yeah. I'm like, the crowd is dying to hear what I learned from it. What Panera taught me about, yeah. No, I did counter service for um, a couple of years. I mean, my other job in high school was, um, I worked at a grocery store. I was a grocery store cashier, Mm -hmm. which I worked there for years. Yeah. 
Um, and then I worked at a Shake Shack in New York. Right. Famously. Famously so. And then I also did counter service at Roberta's had a counter service kind of outpost and I did counter service there. Was Roberta's your first restaurant job? Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. Um, what was the transition like for oh, you? Oh, and I worked at a, um, I worked briefly at a, at an ice cream store. I forgot about that. In, in, in New York? Yeah. In Brooklyn. You that, were an ice cream scooper? Ice cream scooper. And that store, that place is where Bernie Sanders was interviewed by Jesus and Miro. Oh, wow. If you'll believe that. Yeah. I do. I do believe it now. Yeah. Um, well, that's a lot of fun. That's a fun Kelly trivia. <laughs> All over the map. Um, scooping ice cream is fucking sucks. It sucks. It like I got a stress injury. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not here. right. Frozen yogurt is better for the people. It's better for the worker. Yeah, so true. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says, "Oh, I love ice cream." Well, you know who doesn't love ice cream? Your average worker who has mm-hmm. to scoop it. So you're being anti labor rights if you like ice cream. I support the lumpen proletariat at 16 handles. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yeah, that's a funny, though I feel typical sort of. Mm-hmm. How did you get the rep? You just started at counter and then you got promoted within Roberta's. Is that how it happened? Yeah, I just worked there for like years and it was like it's one of those restaurants in New York that like so many people come in and out of yeah, and work there for a couple, I mean, weeks, even sometimes to months. Yeah. yeah. And so if you stay for years, like there's a lot of loyalty there. Right. Yeah. And still to now, like when I go back, people are like, Oh my God. Like we I've went, seen it folks. Yeah. I've seen it. It's like, it's people are, it's a, I mean, it's still dear to my heart. Yeah, no, of course. Those the first restaurant jobs always so special. So special. But yeah. I think Roberta's was like um such a fun transition because it is such a party mm-hmm. place and it was like kind of after leaving college, like it felt so um like I felt really secure there because it was almost like it almost recreated college because like Everyone lived in Bushwick and everyone like went to the same three bars and like was all sleeping with each other. And Mm -hmm. so it felt like, um, it just like recreated that experience to a certain extent. And I think that's why I had to leave. But I, you know, I was like, also from going from like horrible counter service jobs to a place where it was like, oh yeah, like get shit face for free at the bar after your shift. I was like, like, I can't. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It's very exciting. It feels like you're moving up into an, I mean, you are, you're like moving into a new like level of adulthood, being cool, knowing stuff and making cool new friends. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. First restaurant jobs are like a new, it is like the, only sort of equivalent to a new school or a new, like, it's just different than getting a new job anywhere where else, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's like, well, I haven't really worked in anywhere besides restaurants, but I think that there's like, um, 
there is there's a clickishness that naturally emerges in restaurants that I think yeah. it, I, it excites something in me that I want to kind of rise to the top of yeah. the, of the heap. I mean, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. But you it's kind of like you get to do it. like if you weren't popular in high school or college, you you can and you work at it and you want it, you can be popular in a restaurant. <laughs> you want it bad enough? <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, you can learn the skills. Like, I feel like I learned so many skills interpersonally and in click and moving between people and clicks at, from working at a restaurant. Totally. I think a big lesson I learned is if you always have Coke on you, people will think you're really fun. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. And that's, that was a hard habit for me to break even after... You're like, I'm not talking about the drugs. I'm talking about people thinking I'm fun. Oh, no, literally. Literally. It was like for, I mean, for years, even into our friendship, I'd be like, of course I have Coke. It's like, why do you, (laughs) though? I don't know if you really broke that habit, but. uh... I did. I mean, certainly through the pandemic, I'd say, (laughs) yes. Uh, so important to me to be liked. I know. I mean, every little bit helps, you know. Um, whatever you can do to boost that, you know, boost that appeal, I say go for it. What about you? What was your um, first? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, I, well, it's, it's so boring to go through the whole thing, but um, I did work at, um, I've had many, many, many jobs, uh, but food related, I worked at a bakery, which was like one of my first jobs. And then I worked at a coffee shop bakery for a really long time. And I became like, you know, classic, like top of the heap barista girl. And it wasn't like a barista. It wasn't like a latte art thing. This is almost before that culture really popped off, especially like it was in Boston. So like nothing pops off there, but, um, (laughs) but it was a really great, bakery and you know made sandwiches blah 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 but I became like you know I was like I did the music I knew everyone's order like it was like I could like fuck it I was so it was one of the first jobs where I was like oh I'm so good at this where I was like I just I had everyone's fucking order down everyone knew me I was like so fast it was like one of those things um and then through a series of mishaps I uh Eventually became unemployed, underemployed, uh, working other different jobs, uh, became vaguely suicidal, had to get on medication, uh, was working at a shitty job that made me want to kill myself. And then um, I said, maybe I will try to work in a real restaurant because all of my friends who are cool are bartenders. So... And I just needed money. I was like, everyone says you make so much money in a restaurant. I'm so fucking broke. I want to die. Maybe this will be something interesting. <laughs> so it was like pure desperation. And I just answered a Craigslist ad for a food runner. Um, and I got the food runner job. And I was like food runner host for a while. Fucking put in my goddamn dues. I like lost like. 10 pounds because I was just like working in a really busy place running up to a patio up and down running mm-hmm. plates even though I couldn't carry three plates and it was really scary um wow that's why you lost all that weight you had to be doing I had to trips. go back and everyone's like this girl sucks but she is she is working hard um <laughs> but it was but I 
so I was completely bewildered. I didn't understand anything about restaurant culture. It was like one of the scariest, it was such a scary thing because I don't know how to explain just like, I don't know. I just didn't know what to do. I'm like, no, so I'm totally. standing, I'm standing there. I don't know. Do I start talking to the server? Like how socially it was very hard transition. Yeah. I was like, how, what do I say to, do I, how do I make conversation with these people while we're running back and forth and doing, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a Definitely. skill that it's a huge skill that you, you learn, but the trial by fire, I was like, everyone thinks I'm fucking lame. Everyone thinks I'm quiet and stupid. And like, yes. like it's so agonizing. And I was like, all the, like everyone's cool and taking shots and laughing and making all these quick jokes to each other. And I don't know how to do that. And like, it was like really overwhelming. I mean, I would go, I would get to work early and I would like go hot. I would like go to Walgreens and like walk around and hide before my shift started. Cause I didn't want to be there. Oh, even like five even a early. second before I yeah. had to be. Cause I was like, I don't know how to talk to people, you know, like yeah. so nerve wracking. Oh my God. It is so nerve wracking. It's like, it's also that like, at least for me, because of my desperate need to be liked, I'm like, <laughs> I want to already be in it. And so like, I'll like, it took me so long to like, be like, you just have to go up to literally every single person that you see. And if you're seeing them for the first time, be like, hi, I'm Kelly. Right. And like, I think my first so many restaurant jobs, like I would just come in and be like, yeah, just like stand and wait for someone to beckon you and wait. Yeah. And it was like, I felt so scared to like, Mm-hmm. begin a conversation but then it i ugh. no nerve-wracking. it's so nerve-wracking and everyone's like so cool and like everyone knows cool stuff about drinks and booze and like i don't know cool stuff about it and like i don't know anything about what a lager is versus i'm like i don't know and everyone's like you don't know what this mezcal is i'm like no i don't know what mezcal is <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, also like i think um it's so funny that you were hired as a food runner because I feel like anytime you're hired, not specifically just, I think we've talked about on this podcast. I don't think hosts should be the first job in a restaurant, Mm. but like hosts, if, if you work at a restaurant that's big enough to have like the kind of like mater D and then the runner hosts and the runner host is the first position. That's a much easier in because you're just standing at the front all day. And then people will come up to the host to like, backpass and front of house come right. up to like the main chat. house to mm-hmm. chat and flirt and stuff and then you just kind of like get introduced yeah but like food runner is such a tricky break-in and then like i would i my manager or whatever would, would come up to somebody who was working with me and be like how's she doing yeah and they would be like, oh good she made sure they closed out their tabs before they moved to the patio and they're like all right just like that level of like What's this little, like, fucking, you know, worm? What's this worm doing today? You know? God. And then, of course, no one thinks you're going to stick around. It's like things I did to people a million times over where I'm like, oh, yeah, the new food runner? Who gives a shit? Like, I'm I'm not going to talk to this girl, you know? Yeah. So it's it was it's it's it really is like a fucking boot camp. But I will say that to me, it was worth it because. I learned how to be a fucking person in a different way, you know? Oh, totally. Um, I think that, yes, 
It's learning. Basically what it does is it gives you the ability to have your personality in shorthand, which I think is a very valuable skill. Absolutely. That's such a good way of putting it. That's such a good way of putting it. You have to be like, how do I get myself across instantly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also I think that you learn, um, like how much you even need to give of yourself to Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Like on the flip side, sometimes like I'll be talking to friends or I'll read about people being like, you know, like, oh, like this was so hard. Like I didn't feel seen in this moment. Da 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 da. And I'll be like, but did you need to be? Like, right. do you need like that person to like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, if it's like your family or your mom, it's not the case. But it's like, yeah. you know, people will be like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like validated by like, right, another coworker or something. And I'll be like, do you care? Does this yeah. matter to you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean. As much as we talk shit about working in a restaurant, obviously we both liked it to a certain degree and still do like it, certain things about it. But I will say I think it was very important to, like, me growing as a person. For sure. Um, For sure. And I'm actually, like, I'm so embarrassed by how, like, I mean, I I truly feel like it transformed me in this, like, really major way. Like, I feel like I was so naive and, like, so skittish almost before you know Mm -hmm. it's like a fucking baby you know yeah but um but yeah I mean I worked at that place until I until I moved to New York and I moved up to bartender there pretty fast because I was like you know not an idiot and interested so yeah and Um, I think that is like such a big thing in restaurants too you feel so embarrassed of at least in the beginning you're like I'm so embarrassed to be like I want I want this I want to be trained up to this position yeah and that's another great lesson is just be like this is my intention like I want to learn how to bartend so like we can it it really is just a lesson and I just had to relearn that I'm like purposely making myself uncomfortable yeah which is like sucks I hate being nobody likes that but I'm like I have to be like I don't know anything you have to tell me how to do everything and yeah everyone has to watch it happen it's like yes. a public display of you being an idiot for a year. Yeah. You know, or maybe not a year, but you know, however, however, what kind of learner you are. Yes. Um, but I mean, like, I still remember my first table I ever had while under the watchful eye of like the two cool girl bartenders. It was like my first day by myself and they were like training slash watching me and they just died laughing the entire time I was giving my my little, you know, specials taco of the night or whatever. And they like thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard. And I just had to be like, yeah, it probably did sound dumb. Cause I've never done this before. And yes, I'm very embarrassed, but, but I'm gonna, but it's fine. And, uh, you know, then you, a couple months later, you're having beers together and you're in. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, I remember specifically at Roberta's this one, um, woman who like, she was coming into her shift and she was like, can she called ahead and was like, can I, I want them to have this pizza ready when I get there. And I like, didn't understand what was going on. And I was like, cause she was just like, can you just make them have them make me like a veggie pizza? And like, they didn't have that. And I was like, so sorry. Like, what do you want? You want like, like you know what I mean? Like panic right. mode instead of just right. being normal. And she was yeah. like, can you just hand the phone to a chef? And I was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and truly, 
we are still, we're not, like, best of, but we're, like, still friends and still, like, now when I see her at, like, the bar that she works at, she's like, oh, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? Like, it's so, and I think it's that, too. It's, like, um, any social anxiety that, like, you naturally have is, like, you just, people, if you spend it's time so, with them, exactly. Exactly. It's like, it is, yeah, you, I think you get to see a rapid, a rapid change, not only in yourself, but in your relationships with other people. And it kind of gives you the confidence or, or like the, the relief of being like any mistake I do now is, you know what, it's going to be forgotten and that's yes. okay. And it, people will forgive and forget, you know, it's like, that's, that's what it's all about. Cause otherwise you could never work together if you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, look, I do hold grudges, but I, I let them go over time, you know, it's, <laughs> but it depends on how bad your fuck up was. You know what I mean? Well, um, I'll say like, I never hold a grudge over a service fuck up. No, 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 no. No, absolutely I'm never going to be like, okay, so you entered table 17's order in wrong. Okay, I'm never forgetting that. I'm never forgetting that. You are on my shit list. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not that. Um, oh my God. No. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is really fun. I do miss it sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'll be going back. You'll be getting the service stories again. I know. The fans want it. I want it. Um, I, I mean, have to, yeah, I no, feel no. like half the reason that I'm going back is the social, I mean, I think I will be making more money there than, um, I am on unemployment right now, but it is like also this social aspect and this mm-hmm. like, um, social anxiety of returning to, to like post pandemic life of like, totally. how do I relate to people who is still my friend and having the security of like, you, it's not just like, um, oh, I'll have my work friends, but it's also like someone just being like, you can stop by for a drink. Like I'll hook you up. Just come by for a drink. Totally. Is such a, um, that's half the reason I'm going back. There. <laughs> <laughs> that's half the reason I'm glad you're going back. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if I ever, I don't want to ever be in a position of any sort of authority or have any responsibility if I ever do it again. I'm like, I'll just be a server. I don't care. Yeah. I think, um, I was looking up on, uh, monster.com for those interested for our citational reasons. Um, like common first jobs and, um, some of them are like obvious, like, Oh, it's a babysitter. It's like, some is like a dishwasher and stuff. But then one of them, they did say manager. And I was like, I wonder if that is, it's not a common first job at a restaurant, but, um, just thinking about how quickly people are speed tracked to manager, like my God, (laughs) people are tricked into being speed tracked to manager. Yeah. Always, always turn it down. Always say no, always say no. And just seeing that listed as like common first job, I was like, oh, I feel a pain in my heart when I see it. <laughs> pain in my heart. No, the the suffering, the suffering of a young manager. The suffering of a young manager, and especially like a young person who has worked as like a bar back for six to eight months, and then they're like, "Have you ever thought about being no. a manager?" And they're like, am I a genius? No. you. Yes, I should do that. Am I brilliant? Oh, God. No, it's so... It's a, it's a, it's a big trick. <sighs> it's such a big trick. 
I think, too, the thing I didn't realize, non-restaurant people, and this is like, I don't know who started this or whatever, but I just didn't realize. I truly was like, working in a restaurant is so precarious, and you never know how much money you're going to get, and I don't know if I can live like that, and you probably don't make that much money. Like, I was like, I'd rather work retail where I know what I'm getting. And it's like, I had no idea how much it would change my life to make the kind of money I was making in a restaurant versus retail. I just thought it was like, I didn't understand how it worked. I was like, you make tips and that's how you make all of your money is just like people writing $5. I just didn't, you know what I mean? If you don't see the math or you don't know, like I didn't know people were making that much money or like, I just didn't get it. Yeah. And I think obviously it's different. Like, like there's not like the same restaurant culture in every city right it's not to say that like everyone in every place is making bank working at a restaurant but it's like it definitely is like um like i it's more like i think that's like such i mean we've talked about this like it's so tricky to leave restaurants too because you can be like okay like no in your brain Like, I can't do this forever because it's physically taxing. It's emotionally taxing. There are a million reasons. Yeah. But that kind of entry level work that you could get in like an office setting, it's such a pay cut and such a authority. You know what I mean? You lose like authority and status and pay cut. And it's like. And like self-expression and like. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to wear ugly. You have to go to Ann Taylor Loft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not nobody wants to be doing that. No. I gotta wear a rayon blouse. I don't know. I just, um. I just. Don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I like we've always said we're. I'm constantly shocked at what people make at like job jobs. Not that a restaurant's on a job job. You all know what I mean. Yes, of course. I, that's I'm our like, shorthand. You know what we are talking about. But I mean, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. When I found out what those editors made at Bon Appetit, I was like, a fucking friend of mine has a job like working with literal like priceless art that goes in like the Whitney and shit. I, I well, I don't want to say how much this person <laughs> makes, but I'm like, I make more than that. Yeah. As a bartender. How, I mean, and that's not to say, like, that's obviously that job should be making way more money. And that's not saying I should be making less money, but it's just so crazy. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so crazy. It's so really crazy. crazy. Yeah. I don't get it. But I mean, I don't know. I guess I won't try to understand it. Yeah. Well might try to understand it by trying to get a freaking entry level job. <sighs> yeah, My I first guess. job post post restaurants. What will she be? Mm, I'm excited to find out. Yeah, in 6 to 8 years. Well, when yeah. my ankles give out. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> well, we'll just get a brand new pair of clogs and uh you know hope for the best in the meantime in the meantime exactly yeah of course um anyways well i feel like that's it right that's about all we have to say <laughs> that's about all we have to yeah, say yeah what a what a trip down 
different life lane. Yeah. Um, the Panera Bread life. The Panera Bread life. The bread bowl lifestyle. The bread bowl lifestyle. Bread bowls are so good. Yeah. I mean, in my memory, the last time I had them was probably like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I conceptually sound. I just remember visiting Boston from Florida and getting a lobster chowder and a bread bowl. I was like, this is, sorry, this okay. is the coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, of I was course. like, this is the future. <laughs> we got Dippin' Dots in Florida. We got bread bowls in Boston. I'm, <laughs> this is incredible. The future's now, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, the bread bowl is, um, the bread bowl, it does bring a lot conceptually um, there was just like less entertainment there were less tv channels and we just bread bowls or something that was interesting i mean i do remember there was like it it, it was a she was the moment <laughs> <laughs> a simpler time where we a could be excited time. by hollowed out bread i think people still you know what i mean people want nuts for the cronut yeah when's the last time we had something like that though yeah, true. Well, now it's recipes because everyone thinks they're smarter. Yeah. You know, a recipe right. goes viral. Right. Not a food item. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay, we... Is that true? Don't have... Is that true? <laughs> um, we don't have any new patrons this week. Read my lips, no new patrons. Little Ro- little Ross Perot joke for you. Um... And that's fine. And that's fine. Um, we did put out two um, new apps last week, and I think they were they were fun. I had a lot of fun doing them. Yeah. And uh, Kelly's going to be back in town soon, so we'll be doing hopefully more fun stuff. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. We've got new things coming down the pipeline in the future, so get ready. Buckle up, Buckle listeners. Buckle up, buddy. Um, We love you all so much, and we hope that you're doing okay, and thanks for listening. Review, rate, and subscribe, huh? Uh Huh? A little little throwback. Review, rate, and subscribe, please. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye.